0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore topics about the environment and other fresh ideas in Northwest Indiana. For past show archives, news, and upcoming events, you can check out our website at 219greenconnect.com, or you can join us on social media or on Facebook and Twitter at 219 Green Connect is our ID on both of those. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I'm your host, Kathy Sipple, and with me today, I have a special guest and friend, Carrie Mars-Barone. She is the Executive Director at uh, the Porter County Waste Reduction and Recycling. And, Carrie, I just remembered the last time we did a podcast, I think it was with a different role, wasn't it, with... uh, the Center for Creative Solutions. I think we were talking I, about something completely different.
1: I, I believe that was correct, Kathy, and how it does tie into environmental and yeah. waste reduction yeah. and recycling. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind innovation of totally and creativity. Great. Exactly. I love that we're here at the intersection of those ideas, and you know, I think when we decided to talk again today, it it very much ties those ideas together once again. You know, we've, we've been kind of in each other's orbits for, for years now, weaving those threads. Um, and most recently, we've been talking about how to join our efforts on the International Climate Action Challenge team. And, you know, I know how busy you are and all your staff, and so I was trying to say, hey, we don't necessarily have to recreate new projects, but let's celebrate. You know, what are you doing, and what can we tell people about that you're already doing, and hopefully help those efforts scale, you know, by getting citizen involvement. And you had just a plethora of things, some of which I knew about, some that I didn't. And so that's what we wanted to do today: is just talk talk to people about all of the different things you're doing and how how they can get involved, from household um, hazardous waste collection to you mentioned something really cool like a fix-it fair, uh, upcoming potential master recycling and composting class, like any or all of those things. So I'm just going to turn it over to you, Carrie, and let you brag a little bit about yeah. what you're doing and how, how people can get involved.
1: Thanks, Kathy. First off, thanks for having us on your 219 Connect podcast. We really appreciate it as well. Um, You know, the district, we are always trying to collaborate, connect, and find new ways and new things to share with the residents of Porter County and as well as many listeners outside of Porter County just in sharing um, recycling tips on um, just ways to make ways to reduce waste. So, you know, first, uh, our household hazardous waste, we are almost coming to a close, so we have our sixth collection coming up here um, in October, but we're really excited for a new partnership that we've done this year, and not only are we um, handling our traditional household hazardous waste chemicals from, you know, pool chemicals, um, aerosol cans, your medical sharps. Your medicines, we have, and tires. We this is our one uh, time of the year where we collect tires, but we have also partnered with a company. They are called the Gaia Movement. And it is on textile recycling, so in essence, they are a lot they're going to be collecting textiles, uh, gently used clothing, bedding, and accessories, and is a really neat company out of Chicago, and they are, they're working towards zero waste. So their model is they actually are a business model which sells their material to third world countries to allow those citizens to start a business and open up stores to sell um, this gently used material. So Great. it's an interesting, and it provides them very, very, very little waste. And they have a neat little facility in Chicago, which uh, we went up and we visited and um, Visited their site, and they're um, you know they're just looking at trying to promote textile recycling um, It's unbelievable the amount of water and environmental resources we utilize in making clothes, and most of us don't realize that on a day to day think of all the seasons of I need to switch my purse, I need to switch my clothing, and how much effort is in behind the scenes and is very wasteful from resources um, I mean financial resources even to um, just like I said environmental water and dyes and the material it's used to do that so
0: yeah um, there's the whole like fast fashion industry versus things that are like well made and meant to last for many years so many choices really that you can make as a consumer that either helps or hurts the planet is that right
1: Absolutely, and that's their, It's really interesting to um, check them out, and um, we're excited to invite them to our collection this year. So we'll have them there, and we're trying that out. Um, you know, just a, kind of a quick review of the past. We've brought in uh, about a year ago with COVID, or two years ago. I can't even believe I'm saying it's two years. Uh, we started plastic bag recycling at our events, and you know, just monitoring it and tracking it, and just to give people uh, an idea in the collection year of 2021. 35,000 pounds of plastic bags were collected. Um, That's the size of a payloader. So just to give you an idea, one of those giant machineries that's driving down the road and you kind of have to pull over because it takes up the whole lane, that's 17 tons. That's how many, just plastic bags. So um, another initiative. (laughs) Yeah, lightweight. So this goes right into another really cool thing we're offering at the district. And again, um, one of the things that's neat with us, I think, is we like to partner. So we like to partner. We like to listen and hear what people have to bring to us. And if it's feasible and we can make it work, we're willing to do it. We started a Plastic waste audit, single-use plastic, um, with Valparaiso University, and they have hired interns and they're working. And we currently have a program that Porter County residents can check out and get involved with. And you can survey yourself. Um, the student interns will reach out to you. There's a survey online you can fill out, and it just businesses can do this as well. We've had some schools jump in and say, "How can we make our programming better? How can we recycle better?" And it's we're not. Not asking. We're not um, providing, um, you know, in-depth brain. You know, you have to have certain levels. We're just trying to help guide. For example, one school was putting all their uh, recycle and trash in a black plastic bag, so everything was being thrown in the landfill so we're just trying to encourage like different ways of okay maybe don't put it in a bag so that's how you differentiate between recycle and trash so just different tips that they will guide and so that's available so residents can jump up and check out the plastic waste study so these things all tie in to the international climate change of how much waste are we diverting Uh, I talked about the household hazardous waste we just recently posted uh, electronics, your television, your laptops, your phones. How many, how many of us have changed a cell phone or uh, said, hey, I have a basement, excuse me, an old television in my basement that's, you know, outdated, it no longer works, or an appliance that's broke down. We collect those at our different sites, at three different sites throughout the county. And in 2021, again, we collected over 410,000 pounds Of electronics were sent to be um, were diverted to recycling so these are just numbers that impact that solid waste number that also impact our environment because part of that is being stripped and reused and they can repurpose the material from those electronics number one number two they are properly being disposed of
0: so it's just just not going
1: into the landfill
0: Yeah, and I I do want to just give a shout out to your website because I realize I didn't tell people that up front, but you can learn more about most of these programs at portercountyrecycling.org. And if you came to this show through the uh, show notes, I will be adding links to all these various things that Carrie is talking about. I especially want to put in the link to that single-use plastic. Uh, You told me about that before but that's great. I don't, you know, it's this is the one good thing about I guess experiencing something digitally and when you can link <laughs> you're passing around a paper I think at a meeting that we were at and there was a QR code and then I I just forgot to take it. But um so people can do that single-use plastic uh, is, is there a time limit on, on how how soon no, you need people to
1: respond no. to that? No, no. We're yeah. just trying to encourage. Um, you know, we I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but you know, it's in September. People are already starting to think about holidays. So we're yeah. trying to already encourage and just remember how you can be focusing also on waste reduction for the holidays. Thinking about don't go out and buy those plastic. Um, cutlery. You know, go to a second hand store, go to I mean, I even said you can go to the dollar stores now and buy spoons and forks. How inexpensive mm-hmm. to go to a second hand store, a thrift store and you can almost purchase a brand new holiday um set of dishes, set of cutlery that you can use for your holiday, you know, gathering. Maybe you're taking a casserole or some dish, go to the secondhand store and buy a brand new glass dish that can be washed and you gift it to your host. Like, oh, you know, thanks for having us, right? So then there's no aluminum pan that needs to be thrown out, and you're not waiting to scrape some pan so you can get your, you know, grandmother's favorite china dish back to return. So um, you've just now repurposed and reused. These are all part of our missions of kind of sharing how you can, you know, continue these different, what are some easy recycling tips and uh, repurpose and reduction tips. So, you know, you mentioned... Yeah, so you mentioned some other things, obviously we have our drop-off recycling containers that are across the county. Um, We actually have seven different locations from Burns Harbor to Boone Grove, Hebron to Coutts, Chesterton, Valparaiso, and our newest location this year up in Portage. So we're just trying to make recycling a bit easier for residents. You know, let's say you ordered a whole bunch of Amazon or you've been shipping, talking about the holidays coming up, you're shipping a lot of packages and you have large uh, box material. You can take that material and dispose of just the cardboard, Unfortunately, the styrofoam has to be thrown away, yet those, the plastic packing inside those air pockets, you can just poke those or cut those air pockets, and they go right into your traditional plastic film recycling container. So remember that plastic okay. bags or plastic film recycling should be kept separate from your curbside recyclables. Really important. This is a big, big issue right now happening across our entire region. And people think that if you, you know, you go through all this great effort that we have some amazing recyclers that they wash the peanut butter jars, the mayonnaise, they rinse everything out, they put them through the dishwasher, and then they place them in a Plastic garbage bag and place them in their curbside toter. That plastic bag has just destroyed the um, recycled material
0: because yeah, what, it it goes on a, a conveyor belt, right? It has to sort that, it all. Yeah. That is
1: correct. And so the plastic bags actually jam the conveyor belt. So what happens is when they see the plastic bags, they are um, just tossed out for trash. So you keep your recyclables loose. So if you've gone through all that effort, make sure you just put it in your toter without a plastic bag. So really, really important.
0: Because I remember when we did a a little field trip out to the uh, Newton County landfill and we went to the MRF, which, tell me again what that stands Mm -hmm. for. It's a...
1: Multiple
0: materials.
1: there's lots of names it, um yeah. many times uh, people will call it um a um material recovery facility some people okay. call it a mixed recycler <laughs> so there you go. in essence it is it in essence is a material recovery facility because in essence it's a lot of material they're recovering and they're sorting yeah. it so
0: well, I just want to say a big shout-out. I was in the very first cohort of the Master Recycler and Composter Program, and I think it was the very first one that was done in the state of Indiana, if I'm not mistaken, but I thought that was great that Porter County was leading the way on that. But I I really, I don't know if enjoyed is the right word to say for, you know, field trip to a landfill, but it was highly educational to really see what happens to our trash And and just like Carrie said, don't put your recyclables inside a bag. And at the same time, if you just throw your, you know, like plastic bags from the grocery store into your trash bin loose, then they they fly out of the top of the, you know, or the back of the trash uh, truck. And then there were people all in the fields that were having to go into the fields and pick up those bags that had drifted over there. So... You know, it, it's just once you see it, you can't unsee it, but it might not be completely common sense unless you think it through, like what happened. Does, does that make sense, what I just said? Ab-
1: absolutely. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, you know, the COVID pandemic has Will wreak some havoc on allowing tours, but we are very much uh, gamed up and interested on taking tours again to the MRF and these different facilities because I think it is really eye opening when you start seeing well what happens to that material. Many people think, oh, I recycled it, so that's the you know that's the means to the end, but mm-hmm. it's really not. It's just the it's starting again. Where is that material going to? But when you start yeah. to when you visualize and like you just said, or just, you know, drive up to any parking lot and look at all those, the vast amount of plastic bags that have blown out of um, a trash bin, blown out of somebody's car. Or, oh, I just purchased a greeting card and I'm littering and they're just everywhere, sadly. And make that behavioral change to say, I don't need a plastic bag, or I'm going to bring in my reusable plastic bags or plastic um, I hate to say it, but it's just say no when they always try to hand you that plastic bag.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, and I, I love just reminding too that it's you know reduce, reuse, recycle the the four or three Rs. You know, so recycling it's great, but do all the other things first. You know, so we can put less pressure on on the recycling, and then you know I know some people have been concerned like, oh my my city or my county isn't gonna do recycling anymore. What's the deal with that? But I, I know there's got to be a market for the things that we recycle, or you just can't, you know, will these things away. There's There's got to, like, where is a way, <laughs> right? Can, can you speak to that at all? Like what, what sure, the market is currently for recycling and what people can do to make our recyclables more marketable, if that's the correct word?
1: That would be correct. Well, there are a handful of um, issues. So number one, um, material that never goes away, obviously, like aluminum cans. Uh, we actually just had, received a fun tip from our local MRF, and they said, don't crush your cans because they can't make out what type of material it is. So if you think about a can who, what, stands maybe uh, four inches and you crush it down to less than an inch, they yeah. can't quickly, because it's a very fast conveyor belt sorting facility. So if you have it as right. a full can, they can identify the material quicker. But um, so obviously aluminum, glass are always recyclable. Now I'm talking about your traditional, you know, glass bottles, your glass jars. I'm not talking about window pane glass or your patio glass or um, the table glass that you have <laughs> outside for on your summer table just traditional household glass that you would use that would be consumable from a, you know, a beer bottle, a soda bottle, to a spaghetti jar, to a mason jar, a jelly jar, um, that type of jar. You put your lid back on it and you can put it right in your curbside recycling. What makes it recyclable, just like you said, is there is a vendor at the end of the MRF facility who can make a product out of that material. So if there is a product to be made, they will sell the material. The more they need, you know, it, this is basic supply and demand, basic economics that we've all had to learn of. We're watching it happen in our world right now. You know, when you think of the pandemic and we needed toilet paper, toilet paper was like a, all of a sudden it went off the chart expensive, right? Because you had to pay for it. what limited supply there was. Recycling is the same way, and right now plastic and plastic bags are ubiquitous. They're everywhere. They're everywhere we go. They're everywhere we see. I mean, I'm sitting in my office as we're speaking, and I'm looking around my office material. My computer, my printer are made out of my cell phone. The pen I write with has some plastic in it. So think about that. So that material, there's so much of it. And right now we do not have very many companies that can use that material to make a product so that product not that unfortunately cannot be recycled and therefore it goes into our waste stream which means it goes into our landfill
0: yeah so there's there's which mean- which is just like wishing something was recyclable that's not and then there's stuff Correct. that would normally be recyclable you know if there was a demand but you know both of those things need to be true has to be recyclable in the first place, and there has to be a demand for it to actually go somewhere useful.
1: Right. And so plastic waste right now is one of the biggest issues. Most people understand clean cardboard. You've bought shipping material. You know, you don't throw your styrofoam. You don't throw your plastic. But your cardboard, your paper, your traditional, like I said, glass, tin cans, all go in your curbside recycling. The trick is with plastic. So plastic bags need to be collected separately, number one. And then number two, we have a saying that it becomes bottles, tubs, and jugs. Those are the plastic shapes that can always go in your recycle bin. So you think of a plastic bottle, which could be the water bottle you're drinking out of, um, or a soda bottle. Of course, we would encourage you to get a re, uh, more of a stainless steel or your own repurposed bottle that you can drink out of and refill. But, that, you know, if you choose water bottles, just make sure you cap them and put them in the – Recycle in then you have your the bottle tubs and jugs your tub would be a cottage cheese container um a yogurt container a tub so you think of it as a tub shape and then last would be your jug and that would be your if you purchase orange juice in a jug or you purchase milk in a jug those types of like the iced tea the bigger containers of milk that type would be considered a jug and you cap those unfortunately almost anything else out of sight of that shape bottle tub or jug does not belong in your recycle bin and we need to find another company we invite we invite and you know bring the entrepreneurs and the different innovators out because what can we do with all this plastic there are different things that are happening across the globe trying to convert it to a different type of material to be repurposed but you know you think of a childhood slot, a slide outside and it has the triangle recycle on it You know, somebody wants to wish cycle it because it says it can't be recycled, it just can't be recycled in our area.
0: Yeah, yeah. And doesn't that little R sometimes mean that's what it was made out of, not that that's what it can go to? Or maybe I've got that wrong.
1: Um, You know, I think right now the recycle triangle just creates more confusion more than anything. It's really not regulated. So they're trying to get it. They need to get it on a better uniform system, standard system that is regulated, not just, oh, I'm a manufacturer, I'll stamp it, so then you think it's recyclable.
0: Yeah, well, this this is you know great review. Even though I did that uh, course, it was eight years ago, so I might be a little rusty. Or sometimes things can change too, right?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, yeah. I, I thanks for the plug on that. We do have a master recycler uh, class that we're hoping to ho- uh, hold in the upcoming twenty twenty three year. So you can certainly okay. email us at info at PorterCountyRecycling.org and get added to our mailing list, wait list to enroll in that class. So um, it's you know a couple hours, maybe for about six weeks, um, one day a week for about six weeks, and um, or one at one evening. I think we're shooting for an evening class for a couple hours, and we discuss um, composting, which is absolutely a fan. Phenomenal subject. There's so many things you can talk about from our compost sites that we run with just the leaves to food composting to how do you do it in your backyard and mixing and matching the carbon nitrogen, which is commonly referred to as brown and green, and how do you um, you know, do those levels and what materials can actually go in it to the actual process of how household hazardous waste is sorted and how they determine what happens to that material.
0: That's great. Now you're speaking my love language, the the composting, (laughs) and especially the food waste composting. You know, Um, I I have something called a hungry bin that's made in New Zealand, and man, that's like my favorite that I've had so far. I've also got a worm factory 360. I've got a bokashi. Bin that I, I compost stuff in there that the worms can't really deal with, and then I've got sure. um, like yard waste, um, you know, compost in my backyard too. So I, I kind of do all of the things, and you know, just something I'd like to throw out there too is I, I love that you take the the cardboard. I I very rarely will let cardboard escape or I mm-hmm. guess it's sure. called uh, corrugated. I will very rarely have that in my recycle bin because I do something called sheet mulching, where I, I killed off all the grass in my front yard um, two years ago. That was kind of my COVID project, <laughs> hmm. and I made an, a native plant garden. Have, have you heard of um, sheet mulching? You you put down uh, cardboard and then you put mulch on top of that, and it just like turns to really good soil eventually, and it it. Kills I off have. The grass at the same
1: time. I, it's it's amazing the stuff that you can do when you really think if it was created from the From our earth, it goes back to our earth. So when you really think about these materials, like why, how can metal be recycled? You know, you think, okay, metal was created, but then you also think about how a glass, glass was created from sand, right? So wood, paper, all of this material, and it comes back. And then if you you really listen to what I said when plastic is the problem, plastic is generated from petroleum. And plastic, you know, petroleum... Our fossil fuels, and how long yeah. did it take for though that quantity to develop years and i mean millions of years, and we're using the rate of plastic at a very 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 very
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, at yeah. a crazy rate, yeah exponentially I still
0: think that, that movie the graduate this is a little off topic, but with Dustin Hoffman back in the sixties mm-hmm. The guy was like, "I have one word for you: plastics." <laughs> and I'm like, "Why did that have to be on such a popular movie? <laughs> it seems like the plastic genie just came out of the, you know, the bottle way back then, and it's it's hard to get it back back in."
1: Agreed, but Yeah. yeah. Think, so thinking you know. about
0: our own waste stream, we can do that plastic audit, which I'm going to put a link for that, um, you know, on the show notes. Is that link also on on your website somewhere?
1: um you know. it is interestingly are we we're having an issue with um the web designer is aware of it on our okay. website okay. so it should be there it should i know yeah. um as soon as we have it, I will get it to you. So, but it is a so phenomenal. Boring. We've shared yeah. it on Facebook several times, so it, okay. I know we could grab it through which were recycle Porter County. Um, and I was going to say, you've also led into another thing that we're excited that we're hoping to fall into the um, fall, um, actually in the winter, is fix-it fairs, and we would yeah. like we're going to be partnering with the um, Porter County Public Library System, actually the Valparaiso branch, and we're looking to host a fix-it fair, and the the fixed fare is just a, a basic idea. Talking about reuse and repurpose. Um, how many of us do not know how to sew a button on maybe a pair of pants? Talking about the textile. I mean, all the things I just spoke about. Textile recycling. We threw out a pair of pants because I cannot put the button back on it or a shirt is missing a button. What if you learned how to sew that button and you could repair that shirt and wear one of your favorite shirts? Maybe a pair of pants need to be hemmed on sewing. Uh, potentially yeah. you have a cell phone that you don't know it's locked or an iPad and you don't know what you're supposed to do, and they're, we're hoping we're seeking actually um, fixers, I'd like to call them, who will be available to help. Maybe it's a, a bike repair. You know, just these basic things, how many things get thrown away mm-hmm. because they don't know, how, number one, they don't know how to repair it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know I've told you about time banking before, and that's certainly something that some of my uh, time banking colleagues across the country and across the world have partnered with Fix Affairs, so I think that would be something I can post to our time bank members, that they could earn sure. time bank credit for being a fixer. Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be cool. great. Yeah, yeah, and you and know I, we're
1: trying we're trialing it out, so we're we're hoping we get a great you know we are trying to find out what works for the residents in this in the area. Is this mm-hmm. something that it could be done, um, you know maybe on a Saturday as a big fair number one, or is it something that hey we pick a theme and you know once a month we you know I'm obviously like let's say May we have bikes fixed because you know it's really going to be hard yeah. to fix a bicycle in January, but in Northwest Indiana. However, um, you know we're just trying to figure out what works and where people are interested to attend and see what can happen. Yeah. So,
0: Well, it's great to hear so many ideas coming out of your organization. And just one more time, I want to give people the website. It's portercountyrecycling.org. And I'm your host, Kathy Sippel. We've been talking with Carrie Mars-Barone, who's the executive director there. And she and her staff uh, do all kinds of amazing things that you can find out more about on the website, and I think we're going to have to have you come back because we're we're nearly out of time, and I feel like we could easily <laughs> keep going. But we've talked about you know the Fix It Fair. Uh, you're going to want to check in close to Earth Day. Uh, yeah, April 22nd. Yeah, April 22nd,
1: 2023. Already locked the dates in.
0: So. great they uh there are you know some communities that host their own Earth Day, but they kind of host the big Earth Day celebration for all of Northwest Indiana and have a lot of great things so you've given me new information I'm going to be looking up that uh, Gaia movement and learning more about that and just you know keeping abreast of all these new developments it's really great so I want to thank you again for for being with us Carrie, and I'm going to take that uh, plastic audit myself. And what I'd also like to say is we're teaming up for an international climate action challenge. That would be kind of cool if we could get people to um, take that audit. That could be one metric that we measure is just how many people, you know, took took the audit. And if there's some number that we save, I don't know. You've got my neurons all firing. Yeah, <laughs> but we're out indeed. of... Yeah, out of time for today, but to be continued. And uh, thanks for joining me again for another episode of 219 Green Connect.
1: Thanks, Kathy.
0: Thanks.